Hi, I'm Alicia, and I work at Sheiks and City in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at alicialashes.sheik. Cue the music. where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, we wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, instead of Tusney, Eric, and I sitting around chatting, we're going to have a guest. And our guest is someone you probably have heard about or seen because she's been on other podcasts. She's been on Shelby and Tara. Her name is Janelle Paris from Lash Affair. And if you don't know her, well, here's your chance to get to know her a little bit. She is amazing. We loved hanging out with her. In fact, we could have talked for another couple hours, I'm sure. But we're going to keep this episode more to an hour, a little over an hour instead of our lately hour and a half that we've been going. And you're going to get the chance to really see some of the things and struggles that she had in building a business and some of the things that she learned along the way. So hopefully it's going to be really useful to anyone, whether you're a single practitioner running a business or you're working in a salon thinking about it, or maybe you have a team. There's things that you'll be able to take from this episode that will help you with your business. But before we get to that, I do have announcements that we really need to get into because know what? This coming weekend is IBS in Vegas. So if you're listening to this episode, anytime outside of June like 14th, 15th of 2019, sorry, you've missed the boat, but if you're listening this week just before IBS, this it's important you hear a couple things. First, we have a booth. You guys probably already know that. We're going to be sharing along with Tara Walsh and Shelby Tarleton from Lash Boss Radio. We have a booth, all three of us there. We're going to be rotating shifts in the sense where we're going to be doing episodes and recording stuff. So please come on by, hang out with us. As you also might know, we're going to be having a Sunday morning, I should say, we're going to be teaching a class, testing Erica, teaching about busting lash myths. Then we have the following day on Monday, we have Elevate. Now, Elevate there's still time to sign up and there's still space for you to sign up. It's going to be at Sheik Sin City. It will not be at IBS. I've had quite a few people DM me saying, well, where is the IBS? I can't find the class. It's actually not at IBS. We're just doing it during IBS, but over at Sheik Sin City with Jasmine. Now, the big announcement that we made last week was LashCon. We've been kind of talking about it, talking about it, and finally we pulled the trigger. We got it done and it is out. So guys, if you're listening to the week just prior to IBS, this is the best chance to get the lowest price ticket. The ticket is only $589 right now. So if you buy tickets before IBS, right after Friday, it's $589. So don't wait till later because it goes up to $749. Now, LashCon is going to be amazing. It's the first ever business-focused Lash Conference. There's been lots of conferences out there, and you should definitely be going to them, and you'll be learning stuff about technique, and a lot of them do cover a little bit of marketing and branding, but no one's just sat down and said, guys, let's just focus on business, because that is, I think, our biggest area of growth right now in our industry. There's a lot of people teaching how to do lashes, but very few people are teaching you how to run your business more effectively, and a lot of you guys are working way too hard to make way too little money, and there's just because you don't have the systems or the training or the tools yet to help you with your business. 
That's what LashCon's for. So we have some amazing speakers, Sheila Bella, Shelby from Lash Boss Radio. We have Sandra from Lash 401, Lana from Lux Uncut, Allie from Lash Anarchist, Strategies, the guys we push all the time. They're coming out to teach team-based pay. Lance Courtney is going to be coming out. He's a big guy in the beauty side of the world. He teaches a lot of salons about how to run a front desk and how to be more efficient. So those are some of the speakers and many, many more, over 20 presentations. And it's going to be about all sorts of things that you, whether you're an individual working for yourself, a manager, an owner of a salon, or a future owner, there's going to be something for you because we have three tracks. There's a business track, a marketing track, and a salon owner's track. So Go right now to our, our lashcom.com. <laughs> Say that 10 times over. Lashcom.com. Go there and you can buy the tickets now. There's links there for $589. You want to get all the recordings from the conference, then you want a VIP ticket. That's going to be $7.99. And that's going to be, not only are you going to get all the audio from all 20 plus sessions, so that way you don't have to worry about running around which session I go to. You're going to get them all. You also get the VIP swag bag, and we also have a special VIP cocktail party. I think the extra $200 is more than worth it just to get the, the recordings of all the sessions. And by the way, we're doing a giveaway this week. So if you go on and post and you'll see the instructions, you can win a free ticket as well as two nights stay at the Hilton. So basically we're almost covering all your costs. Definitely. You need to go right now to our Instagram, see the rules, what you have to do. It's, you know, follow stuff and post stuff, you know, the usual thing and help us out. And then doing that, we will draw a winner at IBS on Saturday, the 15th. Okay, that's of all I have for announcements. Now what you guys really want is obviously to hear the interview with Janelle. She's super sweet. We really had a blast and hopefully you'll enjoy this interview as much as we did. with Tusney. We're missing Erica because she got kidnapped by her husband to go off and have some fun on for her, her birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, But we Erica. are excited because we have Janelle from Lash Affair today as our guest. And she Woo-hoo. is the founder and CEO of Lash Affair. And she is amazing. In fact, we just found out that we met her about six, seven years ago at Lash Wars for all you OGs out there. Uh-huh. And welcome to the show, Janelle. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, we're really excited. And just a quick, I guess, background where we met. I don't know if you, any of you have listened, if you knew of the original lash battle that ever ha- that started the here. First, first competition. Yeah, it was, was in Las Vegas. Yeah. And it was, what year was that? No, it was 2013, 13, I think it was, that's right. right? I think it was 2013 because I, I remember it was the year we like barely started the business and we were so fresh on the scene and we didn't even have a booth. I was like, let's go. We sponsored the event. Let's just go and network. And and I love, I was just saying to you that it's so cool that we see the industry and we're contributing and you guys are so successful and I love it. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really the cool. industry's changed a lot since 2013 too. I think really for you guys, Lash Affairs popped up as well as some other big brands. Originally, there were only about three or four brands I felt like that everyone knew about. Now, well, now there's like 80. <laughs> it's like, but there's still, I mean, the core brands of like Lash Affair, Barbaletta, Bella, and stuff like that have really risen up because I think you guys kind of saw needs in our industry and provided a whole new opportunity to provide a new type of products. And also the pricing was different too. You guys, yeah. I think, were a little bit more uh, friendly to the end user well, and all that. Well, that's one of the things that made such an impression on me and why I remember you is because, um, 
not only were you friendly, but you had amazing style, not just the way that you looked and the clothes that you wore. I, I remember you had like this, That's like my category usually, Oh, this like cute little pencil skirt. It was like a periwinkle color. And, um, and then you came, yeah, you came out you with remember this. That. Wow. I totally do. I told, <laughs> because your hair, you had like a retro kind of vibe going. You looked so cute. And then, um, the product that you were showing at the time was this lash caddy. And I thought to myself, this gal thinks out of the box. And not only that, but she's got great style. So, yeah. and when you came on today, and, yeah, and I saw you, you're like, oh, I think we met before. I'm like, yes, it's true. We did. So, yeah. You, um, you guys are so kind. You included us in the core group and you also said, I have great style. I feel like I really want the day here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want to do, just for those of you who don't know Janelle, we want to start real quick because I know you can go to Last Boss Radio and I think hear a little bit more about her beginnings and all that. That's episode three. And so you should go back and check that out with Shelby. But we did want to give you guys just a quick background on Janelle and just tell us, you know, what got you in the lashes? Why not, you know, doing something like balloon, um, um, animals or something like that. There's no, that's so many, my new career. That's your, yeah, it's your new career. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, what got you into lashes? That actually was going to be my career. It's funny that you You're asked. kidding! <laughs> I pivoted. Um, so I'll give you the abridged version. So I have a very similar story. Um, I heard several other ladies um, who own brands, and I was like, wow, we're so similar. So started off as an esthetician and a makeup artist, and I was really splitting my time from working the spa during the week, um, on-site location, doing makeup, wedding on the weekend, all that stuff, photo shoots. And um, I loved the idea of like being able to do multiple services. So when my friend said to me that, I think this was in like 2007, she said to me, she's like, oh my God, I just got my lashes done. I was like, oh really? I was like, I, at the time I kind of had only seen like J-Lo on the red carpet that mm-hmm. when she wore that Chanel dress. Like that was a moment for that her. That was and a moment. Was, it was. Pivotal moments and that was one. She, it was such a huge deal that she had these like fox fur lashes. So anyways, um, my friend got her lashes done. I went and picked her up. She got in my car and I just looked at her and I was like, oh, like that is um, remarkable. Like I was like, that is not a mediocre feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be a part of that and to have that on my body and to do that for other people. Like I just wanted to be a full-time lasher. It's not, I hadn't even tried lashes yet. That's how into it I was. I was like, I just knew it. I was like, that's me right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a lash class which was not that great. Um, <laughs> Back in those um, days, very common. In hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, if you don't know, you don't know. And now we know. So that's yeah. why we're all trying to do our part to make it better. Um, but took the class and met a friend yeah, in the class who is actually still a good friend of mine to this day. And we used each other as like, you know, we just practiced a couple times a week on each other. So I'm really grateful that I had somebody to sort of grow with in the beginning. Um, and then I ended up just slowly started to dwindle out my schedule from like, you know, facials and waxing to just like all lashes, which I was more than happy. So I really just started to just become like a lash boutique. Mm-hmm. So, uh, started my journey shortly after that, met my husband, his name is Paul. He's actually the COO of Lash Affair, um, day-to-day operations, Brilliant. Absolutely love his conversation. Should be more Paul's running things, I think. You know I think what? He good. can join yeah. the um, the Lash Bro Club. Yeah, you know? he's actually Lash Bro. You, Me and Jamie, Jamie and, and Paul yeah. and the two Pauls, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love Me some Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's funny that he's considered controversial because I'm like, I feel like he's just speaking the truth and I just agree with him. So maybe that's why I don't think he's I know. Preach it. Yeah, Preach it I to I the choir. never find him controversial. Um, I think I agree I with love him, him on everything. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people go. Um, but you'll have to come by the booth in Vegas and, and 
meet Paul because oh, absolutely. Really yeah. So I just um, met my husband, and he happened to live in Connecticut. So I was from Boston, so that's where my salon was. So I was commuting back and forth, and we just wanted to travel and do all these things. So um, we. You know, realize that me taking like weeks off at a time, being away from my clients, like that's no way to run a client-based business. Mm-mm. And I sort of made the decision to um, sell my business to uh, another local lash gal who I totally trusted with my clients, and decided to go like full-time product because I saw I saw a space mm-hmm. truly. Like we would order stuff online, all these random places, and we'd always just show up in a brown box. Mm-hmm. There was no customer service, and I'm just mm-hmm. very customer service oriented in everything that we do um even from my personal client business like if you're showing up to do a service or you're selling from the product you need to be there to support them with questions and making them feel comfortable and all that stuff so i just saw a space like i was was like this industry is amazing service is amazing it deserves a little bit more i'm not going to say that there wasn't anybody in existence that was around obviously i took another lash training there was there were companies but i just felt like i wanted to give it my little flavor like i wanted Mm. to put my style on it and i wanted to just give a like i say like give a little bit more love to it because that's just really kind of what we did and that's what we decided to go with for the branding and um, make it all love based and I felt like I did have this lash bear in my life like I was like oh my god this is so consuming and that's why the name came about too so no that's um, great yeah. I, 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 but I went from esthetician lash artist wanted to do more and I love I'm creative too like I want I you know would get things and they'd show up and I was like oh that's not cute like yeah 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 so, yeah. Well, you can see your creativity, like in the products and everything with the love theme. I love it. Like, um, even like the love letters that you guys send out, you know, it's, it just, it's all part of that love brand and it's really cute. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. I love that. And that's so much fun now to me. Cause I don't, um, I do lashes like a once or twice a week and I, you know, practice and mm-hmm. stuff just like fan making, but I'm not taking full time clients anymore. So yeah. my creative outlet now is more like creating a graphic or like working on the product packaging. And, um, so that's sort of my outlet now. So that's fantastic. Now, do you have a, a design background? Like where does, I mean, because you do have a great eye, like where did that come from? So I have zero design background. So I actually graduated high school at 16, was taking some college classes at night because I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, mm-hmm. which turns out came in, um, you know, in handy when I was working with clients because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you're a therapist just fixing their face. It's funny. Um, but I didn't have any, I didn't, I didn't go to school to be a designer. I didn't, I don't even think I'm like a great designer. I want to say like, I'm so amazing, but I think that, um, I don't know. I've, I've done a lot of things that weren't so great. And I feel like I'm just kind of learning for myself now where I look, I look back on stuff we did three years ago. And like, Why didn't anybody <laughs> tell me that was awful? So I don't have any design. It's sort of just like learn as you go. And um, obviously yeah. people that we hired in the company, they would have a skill set. And I just learned, I learned from watching other people or um, just people around me. No, I think it's that's a great, I think it's a great point because I think a lot of people feel um, this need to be perfect or do, do know something before they can do it. And I think what a lot of people don't understand, especially with entrepreneurs like you, and I know other people I've talked to, and even ourselves, you just start. You just do you it. Just and you learn it. as you go. And you we, learn. And sometimes things don't come out where I mean, well, it doesn't come out great, but let's try something else. And 
You yeah. know, it works. I mean, we didn't do podcasts, you know, a year and a half ago. We had never done a podcast. In fact, when I was younger, I had this desire as a kid. I want to do radio one day. I want to be a radio announcer for the San Francisco Giants. And then I listened to myself and my recording. said, oh, my gosh, my voice is the worst. And so I just gave my career up real quick. And it took me 30 more years to go back now that podcasting is popular and say, let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. And you know what? We're just learning as we go. And I listen to the episodes and I go, oh, my gosh, I sound stupid. or That was right. dumb. And like you said, you just started designing because I guess you were probably that first. There weren't a lot of people around you to design for you. Right. So you had to just make it happen. Yeah. And we outsourced some things. Cause like in the very beginning, like I, I'm very honest with people, like I was a statistician and a makeup artist, right. I didn't go home and be like, let me work on how to make a graphic. Like yeah. I didn't do that. I was like waxing my friends at home. Like I didn't do, I was just anything that I was doing outside of working was like kind of work related in the sense of it was a beauty service or some new you know product that I could use to do dirty work. So, yeah. um, I, I feel like I, I'm a true believer in like quote unquote mistakes. I'm doing air quotes for like, mm-hmm. if you learn something and it's okay to make mistakes, like if you're not making mistakes, like you're, I don't think you're trying anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so I think that it's humbling. And if you can look and, and you have an honest look at like work you produced and how are you like, what was that quote where, um, how do you improve if something's not measured? Like you have to look at something and be like, okay, whether if it's lash application, like I need to work on the direction of my placement or how much adhesive I'm using. But if you're not ever taking an honest look at what you're doing, how are you improving? So don't be afraid to fail or, you know, put yourself out there and cause nobody's perfect. Like you don't, don't compare yourself to say someone else that's been in the game for 15 years. Like you don't know how much experience or training or who's doing that for them. So it's good to compare in a sense in a way to be motivated, but like to, to be like, you know, hard on yourself and, and that leads you to not try, I think is more detrimental than trying and not putting up something that's quote unquote perfect. Absolutely. Cause that's all subjective to, you know, yeah. I know some people that are perfectionists, but I look at their quality of work and I'm like, Oh my God, how are you not happy about that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sad because yeah. I find that a lot of people are just not satisfied. Yeah. So that's like a, a blessing and a curse too, to be like, I have to do things perfect where it's like, I don't know. It's I just all- think people try and go for it and you have to start because there's never a perfect time. No. If you're thinking, no, what, never, that's never going to happen. So go for it. I say everybody should just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a phrase or a saying I've always been saying for mm-hmm. about 10, 15 years now, shoot, ready, aim. Mm-hmm. Like, just start because everyone yeah. gets get ready, set, and then shoot. But the problem is you take forever to get ready, 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 and then you never do it. So for yeah. us, we just jump in and do it. Like LashCon for us, we just say, we're going to do a business conference. Never done a conference before, but mm-hmm. we're going to do it. So we just talk, call a bunch of people, set it up, and, and we're doing it. Yep. <laughs> we'll learn as we go. Uh, yep. Yep. I, I just love that attitude you know I wish more people and and you know it, it's hard though because I think that fear you're either driven by motivation or you're driven by fear so a lot yeah. of people don't get past the fear aspect which we're all more like than we are different so I think people just get afraid to either put themselves out there or take a chance or like lose money or it whatever is, yeah. it is out. Yeah. for sure I, you just brought up your little um, event I just to let you know that all of our entire team will be there and support so Exciting. Now, one of the things, obviously, you've moved into from being a stylist and running your own business that way to running now one of the bigger lash businesses in our industry and, and doing some great work there. Along that way, were there people that you pulled alongside you as mentors or people that kind of taught you things or opened your mind up to stuff on how to do it? Because obviously, 
this is new for you. You weren't a, a business person before this. You were an esthetician oh. doing skin and lashes. So kind of like, where did you learn or where did you, who did you follow to help you get through this journey? I, um, and, and I actually did, I, again, I feel like I'm throwing up these quotes cause like I was a business owner cause I did have my own salon, but like looking back, like I wasn't doing anything properly. Mm-hmm. Obviously I was sanitary and I had the mm-hmm. license, right. but like marketing, customer, like just things that I would do now. Like I just, I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't know, so, know what you didn't know. <laughs> but my own business, but this is obviously much, much different. My husband's a lot more business experience. So to be honest, I really leaned on him for advice and, you know, what do you think I should do? And, and like, how, how do we, you know, how do we get to a solution? How do we not waste so much money? Like how, so I definitely leaned a lot on him. Um, my dad, um, has, has had his own business my whole life. So I, I had my dad as a role model growing uh-huh. up. He was, um, self-employed. So I learned, I think a, a lot of that from my dad, just being around just the way, you know, never tethered down to something like yeah. I have to be here, like in this office nine to five. Like I, I, grew up in that lifestyle of like going to away for a month and then coming back. And so I kind of always had that in me, but, um, he was a big part of, of me sort of, you know, in my little journey there, I would ask my dad, you know, and he would, he's great too. So, um, just, I think, you know, there's obviously some lash people too. Um, Jill from lash effects. I, I've always looked up to her as um, somebody who I just really respected. So uh, she's someone I met early on in the lash industry was always very kind. Um, I feel like there's so many people I'm going to miss out, but, um, more, more just like friends and family, so to speak, like mm-hmm. in the very beginning, cause in the beginning I didn't know too many other lash people and there wasn't these, um, you know, lash forums as it is so popular now. So mm-hmm. we were a little bit distant before. So yeah. you could, you could say from what you're saying, it sounds like that, um, part of this, you know, this entrepreneurial spirit's kind of been in your DNA. I mean, it was modeled to you like with, you know, growing up in, in, in your home, seeing your dad and it's kind of like, um, it just, it was it sounded like it was a model for you just to kind of naturally say, I think I'm going to do this. Yes. You know, I think it takes a lot of guts, like to leave a job or start a new career, just take a chance where, you know, I think it's being an entrepreneur doesn't work for a lot of people. And I think that that's okay too. Just Mm -hmm. know what what works for you. Don't force anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't try or give up fast, but if you're someone that needs structure, like that comes from someone else, being an entrepreneur might not be the right thing for you because you have to be self-motivated and like yeah. be, be like, I'm just going to go to the beach all day or like you have to um, be able to have that structure. So mm-hmm. I think Shark Tank's done in some ways a, a wonderful service, but also a disservice to our, uh, to the world because everyone now thinks that they should be an entrepreneur. And if they're not, there's something wrong with them. And I, yeah. and I see that a lot in the, especially in our industry. Um, I actually see it sometimes with trainers where they say, they tell people in the last year, don't go work for a salon, work for yourself, be your own yeah. boss. And I, I really think that does a disservice because in the mm-hmm. hair world, people go to school for like a year or more to learn hair. And then they go in the apprentice usually for a short time, maybe a year or so before they're even really cutting hair on a regular basis. And then maybe they'll launch out on their own and, and begin to build their own business. But we don't have that same model, uh, model working in our last world. Right now, it's pretty much take a weekend course and practice on your own. And then and put then, your sign on the door yeah. and <laughs> they'll, they'll come. And then we wonder know? why there's bad lashes going on. And it's because you wow. weren't mentored, you weren't trained, you weren't underneath someone's tutelage and help to get you there. And, I, and I, one of the things I'd love to see more in the trainings 
is them sharing, hey, guys, go work in a salon, get that mentorship, get that coaching, and then think about starting your business or hiring your own people. But going out on your own without any background, any salon training isn't, I think, always the best way. way. It's not the way. And I I think that's an overwhelming trend in in life right now, right? Where, like, people don't want to do the middle. They just want to start and be great. And start and have the experience. Exactly. But like, what everybody's failing to acknowledge is like, what about that grit? What about all your dues? Like, what about all those mistakes that you were supposed to make to be like, oh, hey, there's a better way to do this. So I yeah. think that people want to sort of skip out on that. And I yeah. think that that is what the sauce is. That's the secret. Like, yeah. if you're, you know, if you're going to work hard towards something, like, it feels so much better in the end because you work for that. It's like you can't cheat your way there. You have yeah. to earn that. Yeah. And you can't pay for experience. And you have to have personal experience where you're just going through it. Good, bad, questionable. You know, you need that. I think a lot of people um, just either want to skip that. And I mm-hmm. think it's actually a shame that it's a trend that people don't want to work as a team. I, I, it's like, I do agree with that. Everyone's like, oh, everybody wants just me. It's just me. I did mm-hmm. this. It's all the credit exactly. goes to me work. I'm from the school of thought where like together is better. And I, yeah. I just think working with a team, you get so much further, you can get so much more done and it's more sustainable. Yeah. Um, give or take, depending on what your end goal is. Not everybody wants to have like a huge building with their name on it and have, you know, a global company. But if that is what you desire, I think it's the sooner you realize the, that you're probably going to need to have a bigger team. Like it's just more yeah. realistic. Like I can't think of any other business that's just one person. Like, just, yeah. It's a lot. It can be, and also too, um, if you're biting off, if you're like, okay, I'm a lash artist and I want to be a lash trainer, right? But then you're like, I'm going to do all the back end stuff and have no help. I think that takes away from like your core purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be spread thin. And some days I, I honestly just feel like I'm spread little bit too thin so I can't even imagine if it was just me again because I did that for a long period of time I think for the first two years in last year um I did like the packaging and the ordering and the receiving and the customer mm-hmm. you know I would actually package and bring them to the post office awesome. that didn't work too long because I I was working till midnight mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I remember this one night I was like in our we lived in an apartment in Connecticut at the time like right outside of New York City and he, I was, it was like 1230, maybe even late one o'clock and I was packing orders so he could hear like the little label makers, like mm-hmm. doors opening and he opened the door and he's like, you are working like a weirdo. Like you're just <laughs> a crazy person. <laughs> this at some point, I was like, it's either going to do, do them in the morning and there'll be like so many when I wake up or just like get ahead of it. So I, I definitely have a tinge about being like a workaholic where it's like not that great. So, um, yeah, I, get, I came to that realization really fast where I'm like, okay, something's got to give. That kind of, that kind of, you already touched on, on that. It kind of leads us into the next question. Um, you know, when you when you look at somebody's company and, and and you see it on Instagram, your 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 website is is beautiful. All the products are gorgeous, and it just looks like an overnight success. And people might think, you know, oh my gosh, she just built this in an instant, you know. But building a company is a lot harder than it looks like, Much you know. Than what it looks on Instagram, that's and for sure. and you already touched a little bit about some of the sacrifice sacrifices that you made. But can you know, like in terms of working these crazy hours and doing everything yourself? But can you share with us and our listeners? about some of the sacrifices that you had to make when you were building Lashavere? 
Yeah. Um, obviously, besides the time, that's that's an obvious one where like I was um, on my phone. When I say like twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. like when so of course when I wasn't sleeping, but when I was laying in bed, I was mm-hmm. like this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, not on my phone would hit me in the face, but that really took a toll, I think, on a lot of my friendships at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I just wasn't present, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they weren't self-employed, so I think that it was harder for people to understand, like, that mindset of, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a choice. Like, of course you do have a choice, but I don't think where I'd be sitting here if I made the decision to, you know, take time off and just hang out with my friends, not answer the customer service calls, and that was a big sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. that I had to make was just like being sort of, um, really, you know, I don't want to say selfish, but, um, just, just not, just not being present for people. I think mm-hmm. was really hard. What else did you sacrifice to the gods of, of, of the, business? Of business. <laughs> all of my savings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That happens. Yes. Yeah, yes. Money, uh, but I really believed in you know, Paul and myself, uh, we put all, we bootstrapped the company. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never taken funding. Um, I know that that was good for you. Something we're gonna ask, but um, the money—that's a big thing too. That's where huge. you're like, I'm not sure if in the beginning if this is gonna work, but we're, we're gonna take a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously glad we did, but it was more time for me because you can't get that back. Mm-hmm. Like all the the years I spent, like either not doing something, or if I did decide to attend, I was just like the girl on her phone, which now I look at that and I'm like, that's so obnoxious. <laughs> I don't want to judge anybody because I don't know what their journey is like. They could yeah. be doing the same thing I was doing. But I, for me now, I'm in a much different position where now I have this amazing team and they're so supportive and it's allowing me to, um, you know, to, to, to have a life again. So right. I look at that, like that will never be me again. Like when I'm with my people, I put my phone down. Like I'm not into that. So I did that for too long. So if we had a magic time machine and we could go back in time, still retain all the knowledge that you have today, what would you do? What would you do differently in terms of what you've learned? So I would try to be, um, I would, I would actually go slower. Hmm, so I got a little excited and I feel like I jumped the gun on a lot of things or like I didn't do enough research. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish I asked more questions. Like I wish I was, um, just would, took my time. A yeah. More. Like I yeah. got, like I needed to do it so fast and needed to get it out there. But at the same time, like I look back, I'm like, okay, well, if you would have just, you know, asked your supplier like a little bit more questions had the specs or whatever it is um I feel like I wouldn't have wasted either so much time and money but at the same time I don't want to that to me was a mistake but like I learned so much from that now I pass that knowledge off to the students we have in our classes or Mm -hmm. anybody that will listen to me for a minute like I just love helping people so yeah it's like you could I could chop it up to like mistakes but I value them but I'll give you one story. Yes. Like our first, this is like, uh, I'm still like, what the hell? So <laughs> like our first lash order that we ever placed, right? We weren't even a business yet, right? So we placed this order and I was like, I want to customize inside of the, of the, the um, lash card, like the paper part. Mm-hmm. So I don't even understand why I was thinking that this would be the way to do it. So I was like, I'm going to get them made. And I was like, I'm going to ship them. I'll just ship them to you. And then you put the lashes on them. 
That's so not how it works. Yeah. So I got these, all these labels made, like $4,000 worth of labels, right? But they came on these big rolls uh-huh. and they weren't cut and they didn't have the strips cut on them. Oh, and it no. was like a disaster. So I got this lash order where like all the lashes were like literally just like laying on the paper. Like it wasn't like a cut strip. Oh, so no. yeah. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so now, there's like, I know that when you're dealing with a new distributor or a manufacturer, like you ask specific questions, like you have to, you have to like over communicate. So, yeah. and I, now we like, when we vet things, we test for months and we like just go at a lot slower of a pace when making decisions that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. So, so yeah, painful. just dumb. That's so stupid. Why wouldn't I ask? Yeah, there's two things there I think that you said that were really important that we often say over communication is everything. I mean, I I don't know if we were ever good at it. I mean, I, I felt like with our team, we should have communicated more often, more regularly. Just keep saying the same thing. Sometimes it seems redundant. You'd say, I've said it once, should be enough. But it's not. Usually when you're working with people, you're going to have to say it. And then you have to send an email and then maybe text it. And, and just make sure. Again, follow and say up, it again. And just make sure it goes down. Because we are all bombarded with so much information. It's so yeah. easy for that information to get lost, confused, and just forget. And I think we realize that with our teams, with us, I know that we would just say it once and, and you know, six months later say, what? I told you six months ago. And they're like, what? You yeah. Know? I wrote it on a little um, note and stuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you expect me to remember that six months ago? And, and so I think that's a, one important thing. And then secondly, patience. Mm-hmm. I just think we really all need that more patience, especially going back to the idea of people going on and working for themselves. If people would just be patient and just take their time and learn as they go, and their time will come. But I think, like you were saying earlier, people are trying to jump the gun to the. You know, oh yeah, they don't want to be in the middle. They don't want to. They don't want to have to put in the time. It's I the know. instant success. But I get it. I understand because that's human nature. Human we just nature. we want it here and now. By nature. Well, well, now I think now more than ever. Like yeah. we're literally like these devices yeah. are just <laughs> to make us addicted, impatient, like yeah. craving the moment fastest how do i get stimulated faster <laughs> so i think it's actually getting worse yeah. um as we go short attention spans <laughs> patients I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Everyone always bashes on millennials. I feel like I'm the worst. Like I should be a millennial because I, I, all I do is sit on my phone all day. I just, yeah. I, I'm stuck on it. First thing I do in the morning, right? I get out of bed, I'm, I'm on my phone. I, I, and all that stuff. She's, she hates her phone. So oh, she I know. I know. So I do. I, I don't like yeah. it. Doesn't like social media. Follow those people ever DM or email. I'm going to, I'm going to learn. Yeah, I'm going to do better. <laughs> but I like what you said, Janelle, earlier. You said you're the queen squirrel. Was it queen squirrel of distractions? I I yeah. love that. That is so cute. Yeah. I, I'm very distracted and I'm squirrely and it's just because I get so excited and I ended up like cleaning and I was like, why did I walk in this room? I'm like, oh yeah, to get the tweezers. And then I like, <laughs> clean the like I don't know how I got there, but I got there. So, um, but yeah, I wish I had a little bit more patience and something I'm working on and especially with my personal habits too. Like, you know, I work on some days from home. I work some days from the office. So like I have to set better boundaries for myself too. So in the morning, like I've been like, I don't bring the phone into the bedroom anymore. I, I don't do that. So when I wake up, mm. it's not the first thing I grab. Yeah. Like, I don't do that. I See, actually have this little routine that I work with my dogs and stuff. I have this big glass of water and I like just have to, I'm not saying I don't check for hours, but like I just do a couple of things. Yeah. I walk outside, I take my dogs out. I, you know, 
feel the sun. I like just listen to the bird, not to be corny, but like I just have a moment in yeah. nature. Yeah. Enjoy. In the technology machine all day long. So I feel like a lot of us too are like sort of feel anxious because we're not allowing ourselves a little bit more time to just be more like human and natural and like have in more the moment rather than like on the phone all the time. Um, one thing too is you built a team, obviously. You said you had 14 people there working with you. And obviously you had to learn how to do that. For you, how did you approach delegation? I, I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of entrepreneurs is letting go of stuff. And I don't know if that was easy for you, but maybe uh, you could share a little bit how you knew what you needed to unload and, and, and did you, were there any areas that you struggled to keep holding on to and yeah. had to be pried out of your hands before you said, okay, fine, I won't deal with that too. Because, uh, you know, it's easy to want to do everything when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I, you're for smiling. like a lot of the business stuff, I was like, please take it. Yeah. You know, because I, I think that that was a pain point for you. That's why you guys are sort of working yeah. And I'm very similar. I was just like, I don't want to deal with like true like office management yeah. and like, I don't know. I just didn't want to do inventory management. That is a skill set and a beast in and of its own. So like, I just knew what I just know. I still know. I know what I'm not great at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know. And I don't want to sit here and pretend that I'm great at everything. And I enjoy watching other people do what they're great at. Like, I'm not that fellas person ever. I, I don't have... I mean, it's somewhat have a little bit of the sales experience now because I've learned from people that I surround myself with who are amazing at it. Um, I don't know. Just for me, like, that actually wasn't as hard for me. Um, some things now, which I totally still think we have so much to improve on, is um, I'm still involved in, like, uh, a lot of the just the vibe of the social media, like things like that, like our memes, like I'm still doing that, picking the fonts and all all that. Um, We do have like a media department that like figures it out, but I'm like part of like the creation of it. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's been a challenge to like not be involved completely because there was a couple periods of time where I did step away and I was like, oh no. (laughs) uh, Because that's hard because it's like you're managing someone else's version of like your vision right without so um we just had a couple of really really exciting meeting um it was really like a workshop uh last week or two weeks ago oh it was the last affair event right yeah no not the last year okay it was after that um we had it was a workshop with a luxury brand um expert so we're i really am passionate about you know, trying to execute my vision. Cause I don't think even to me, I don't think I'm executing what I really have inside of me properly. Mm-hmm. I just don't have some of the skill sets to do some of the video production that I want to do or the lighting. Lighting is so hard. So we're, you know, we're, you know, outsourcing and, and, and learning from other people and hopefully we're going to even step our, our game even more. So very cool. Can you, can you share with us about some of the, um, if you have any tips or any tricks or, or about your hiring process, like how have you, um, um, hired to have the team that you have? We actually, uh, so Sydney, um, she, her and I share an office. Uh, Sydney is our brand evangelist. She's sort of just like woman of the office doing all the hats. She works a lot with the brand ambassadors, but she is really 
strong at hiring. So I'm not even want to take that credit from her. She mm. um, and her mom is in HR. So I think uh-huh. she yeah. I love her. her mom actually works a little bit for Lashbro. She does little workshops for us and just how to, you know, have be more of a team and just creating all these internal um, infrastructure and little processes and stuff that we can grow as a, as a team truly. So she's um, been working with us a lot. Sydney, she has taken over that hiring process and she has refined that. Um, she's really, really good. And one little thing that she does that I respect is, um, and which I really think everybody should implement if you're not already doing this. If you want to build a team, you really need to have them take that Myers-Briggs oh, yeah. personality mm-hmm. test. That you would think, like, oh, yeah, it's no, that is the secret. Yeah. So I know that there are larger corporations that actually um, hire based on that. Like, yeah. they'll be like, I think they usually um, refer to them as colors. They'll be like, okay, we have four oranges, two reeds, we need a red and a blue. It's mm-hmm. like balance. Yeah. You can't have all the same. If I had everybody in the company that had my personality, shit would never get done. Because we don't morally, it would, but it wouldn't flow is great so like, yeah. you have to surround yourself with people that offset you fill in the gaps so like that's harmonious work environment it's like when everybody's working together um simultaneously but like in very different ways so i think that that if you could have the opportunity to have your people take that test i feel like you know what you're getting yourself into too yeah like, that's great you say they're one thing but then you're like oh you are this is a very different personality type that to your core that you are. So I think that that's a really important thing for people to um, sort of be screened with. Yeah, Myers-Briggs is a great one. And then there's another one we use to hire, which called it is the DISC profile, D-I-S-C. Uh, it's about $50 a person. I, I'm pretty sure Myers-Briggs cost too. But yeah, we would take our people through the DISC profile, which would really tell us about certain type personality types we saw did better as service providers yeah. than other mm-hmm. types. And so you want to make sure that you get those right types. At the same time, when we did get someone that's outside that personality type that we were generally looking for for a service provider, it also helped us understand the way they worked. And I'm sure that I know with Myers-Briggs, the same idea. So yeah. you just know when the stress comes, oh, that's what they're going to be. That's how they're like. going to handle it. Yeah, they're going to yeah. think about it differently. They're going to process, process it, it internally or like me processes it verbally. I, we get home. I have to talk about everything and Toss is like shut down mode. She's peopled out yeah. and she doesn't want to talk as much. And so I've learned over the years to give her that space and understand that. And she's learned that, oh, okay, Paul's just processing. Mm-hmm. So just let yeah. the, let, let the vomit flow and, <laughs> and he'll yeah. get, he'll figure it out and then they'll be done. And I think yeah. that's something that's really helpful to have those type of insights when you're hiring people beforehand. So when because hard times will come, miscommunication will come, and it'll help you be better able to handle and deal with that employee when you have a little bit of background. Into their it makeup. also helps the the whole team to understand. Oh, this is how this person processes it. You know, yeah. this is how you know, um, this is why they behave that way in these situations. Sure. You know, I was going to say, just it helps with everybody's understanding as to what's happening here. Uh, another one too, we don't have her do this with the hiring process, but um, the five love languages. That was oh, something else. That Chapman. Really, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it changed my life when I read that I learned a lot about myself and I was like oh my god I, I just didn't know oh yeah that that's really to the core like what was happening uh-huh. um but we I actually read that and I think that people if you have employees like you should read that because 
some people need that verbal praise where like, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't, I just don't need that. But some people in my company do. So I've had to learn, okay, yeah. I can't just be like, send an email, great job or whatever it is that I praise them. Like they need their love language to feel appreciated. So mm-hmm. nobody's building resentment. So just a little like, I mean, that's like life work stuff, just helpful and how to deal with people and how to make people feel good. And cause that's the goal, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. In fact, I think yeah. I'm going to write a sequel to that book called, Hey, is there seven love languages now? <laughs> oh, well, no. yeah, I'm adding two more. I'm just going to make up a couple like pie. I think well, pie is going to be one. No, 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 no. You're so lame. It's like, it's like, you know, your, your idea when it's eight minute abs, I'm going to do seven minute abs, yeah, right? Seven minute abs. Yeah. I'm going to just take one minute off and you're still going to get an eight pack now with seven minute abs. So yeah. yeah anyhow. So, so, yeah, so back to back to the question though for the hiring. So yeah. basically what Sydney does is um, you know, we use hiring platforms, we either will send out an email or you know, we're hiring, she screens them, she has a very thorough screening process. She's worked with me, she knows what I like, what we're looking for. And then after we go through her um phone interview, in person interview, then if they make it past that, then she has them sit with me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way that we do things. So it's like a screening process yeah. now. And it's from working out really great. That's great. I love the people that work at this office. And like, how long so ha- how long has Sydney been with you and when did you find her? <laughs> I just, I just want a story. Yeah. 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 Sydney has been with us for over two years. Mm-hmm. Over Very two cool. years. And she was a lash artist and we um want we were looking for brand ambassadors. She actually used to work at Sheiks and City. Oh, oh wow. Oh gosh. It's yeah. a small yeah. world. She's beautiful and yeah. awesome. Oh. Yeah, she, she's like almost it's almost painful how pretty she is. I like can't even look at her. <laughs> um, yeah. You're like, uh, how did that happen? But she um, applied to be a brand ambassador. And I was like, this girl's sweet, she has a lot of personality. And so she started off there and she just wanted to really not be doing lashes anymore. Mm-hmm. Truly. She was just like, I kind of want to do more, um, you know, just more like yeah. either office yeah. work or, um, we didn't have an HQ at the time. We, did we have an HQ at the time? I can't remember. No, I think we still lived in Connecticut. So she was just a brand ambassador that lived in Vegas. So, um, she just, what she was like, I want to have a phone interview. And she was asking me like, are there going to be more positions open in the company? I was like, of course, as we grow, and then so when she was moving back to Phoenix, we were moving here. It kind of really was strange how it worked out. It just worked where out. We were moving from uh, Stanford, Connecticut, right outside of New York, because we were dying from the cold and the weather. It just was awful. So we want, we're moving here, and her husband's from here. So she was like, oh, my God, I'm moving there, too. Huh. And I was like, perfect. We need, we need more help. We're going to have an office. So that's it's kind of really crazy how it transitioned, but... She's a major part of the company, and I, I love her. She's funny and such a hard worker, though. I feel like she looks like she's like this, you know, always has colored hair, and she's so spunky, but she really is such a hard worker. Really, really good kid. That's, That's good great. to hear. You can be a hard worker and have colored hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway, I don't know yeah. if I say this. I do actually say this to her, so it's not. But she's like a kid, yeah. right? Like a yeah. little child in that sense of like. Yeah, she's playful. Yeah. Or you think that that just would be how she would be like mm-hmm. for working. But yes. no, she's like a hard worker. Like, yeah. So she has the best of both worlds. I always joke around. I'm like, you're like a six-year-old trapped in like a. 
yeah, she's cool. So she'll be in Vegas this year too. One of the things I know that we're excited about is IBS. We're airing this just like three or four days before IBS. I know you guys are going to be there, and we talked about this air day. You guys are going to be doing things a little differently this year. It's not going to just be about you guys there selling, pushing products. You guys are going to have a whole kind of new approach, which I was really excited to hear about. So I wanted to give you a chance to tell Ooh, our listeners tell what, us. what can they look forward to if they're heading out to IBS this coming weekend. Yeah, so... Um we, for the past couple of years, we wanted to change our booth anyways. We're like, oh, we're so sick of the what we had. It was cute, but we were so over it. So we were kind of going back and forth and whether or not we wanted to do like the big crazy booth and like mm-hmm. do all that, right? So all the bells and whistles. I, so I recently just read an article and we were talking about it. It was in Forbes magazine. That's what it was. It was in Forbes and they did this survey where they um, wanted to know, like, why are people going to trade shows? Why are people going to events? Like, what's your motivation? And 96% of people that they interviewed said that they go to trade shows more now to have an experience, to have a conversation, to have, like, a, oh. a, a, like almost like bonding yeah. with, with a human yeah. now rather than to, like, just buy products. Like people want to go and have an experience. They want to take photos. They want to chat. They want to. They want to get to know you because I think that there's such a lack of personal human connection now because we're all online. You're we're so- having conversations, but not in a traditional way. And I don't think it's as satisfying. As I mean, since when could you have a conversation with somebody without having to look them in the face, right? Oh, yeah. and read their body language and pick up on social cues. Yeah. Now it's just texting and like it's. It's there and you're communicating, but it's not deep and it, it isn't as satisfying. So I, I'm not surprised by that data where people want to go like, and they want to meet you. They're like, oh, I've heard you on the radio. I can't wait to go and see and look at your face and shake your hand. And you have so much more of a connection with people when you, when you have those opportunities. So, I mean, for me, at least, like, I can't speak for my team. Like, oh, actually, I can. I know them. <laughs> that, that was our favorite show um, of the year. I think it's the most exciting. Of course, is it like, are you like a corpse after the three days? You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're yeah. literally a corpse. A corpse. <laughs> you know, energy exchange, like meeting all those people and all the conversations and your feet hurt. But to me, I, like, thrive in that yeah. environment. I love that. I love, like, converse. I love that. I mm. leave every year. I'm like, wow, that was so awesome. I you know, look back and some of the most important people I have in my life now have been, I'm mad at shows because mm-hmm. we, yeah. we have that experience. So I think that, um, what we're doing this year really, um, focuses on that. So you'll have to come by and check it out. It's not your traditional, like here's all of our product for sale. It's, it's definitely a way different, um, vibe that we're going to cater to sort of what people want. So, so what you're saying is that it's, you're promising a different experience. Yeah. Is oh. that it? Okay. Yeah. All right. We will have drinks. Ooh. We will have some champagnes, but uh, so we can start drinking at what ten? That, that's good. You need to. You got to start ten. That, that show. I got eight hours, and then we got to go to the parties at night. So it's like oh a, my goodness. Well, it's Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're oh. excited to to you know just have a little bit different approach this year. It won't be so, so focused on products. So of yeah. course we'll have products there um, just for testing really. So we're going to be offering um, like more of like a shipping option. So our yeah. booth like, isn't going to be like all the products. It's going to be very different. So oh, I'm looking for it. Absolutely. No, we'll be there. Very cool. And I think you guys are at the same location as last year too, right? Cause you guys are yeah. towards the front. 
and you guys got yeah. locked in that good position there. We're we're about five aisles in the back. <laughs> we're, we're hidden more. So you come to the show, guys. If you haven't thought about going, if the, this didn't get you thinking about, you really should go to IBS. It's just for the networking alone. Most of us, I think, spend, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we spend, like we say in our opening show, you spend most of your time alone in the room. And yep. you don't, yeah. and most of our, I think 70% of our industry works by themselves. So having that place to go and hang out and meet people, I know it means spending some money out of your pocket, but you will walk back encouraged. You will come back invigorated. Those I know for us, that's what happens for us. will be met in yeah. some ways. You know, like you were saying from that article, it's like we have a lot, we're social social creatures. And, and while the phone does provide some of that, it itches that scratch a little, or scratches that itch a little bit. It's that scratch, yeah. Yeah, but it's not as satisfying. So, you know, going to the show and meeting people, it's, it's, it's fabulous. Now, I noticed on your website that you even, on your blog section, you even offered um, a little article for people that want to get the most out of the uh, IBS that they just need to put their email ad, uh, address in and you email them a, um, a PDF on, on how to get the best out of the IBS. I thought that was really great. Yeah, just like a little guide. Yeah. And then my guide is go to their booth, get a drink, and you'll be fine for the rest of the show. It's going to be all right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to go. So yeah, I, think, I think that I've never gone there and, and I've never had a bad time. Like I've always left, like you said, feeling inspired. Yeah. It's so motivating to be around like-minded people. And you just never know who you're going to meet. That's a really large international show. So there's a lot of international presence there is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So you never know who you're going to meet and what opportunities are going to get um, across your plate. I, I was going to say, we met Jasmine from Sheiks and City last year at oh, IBS for the first right. time. And yeah, yeah. And we love yeah. Jasmine and we've love her. been at her. We actually had our Elevate class at her uh, salon just a month ago or mm-hmm. a month and a half. And we're going to do it again. We're going to have Elevate our business class at her salon this coming Monday. So prior to, yeah. Yeah. So just because we met her at the show, became friends and we had her on the episode way back in the fall, I think it was last year. And she's great. We love her. And that's the type of stuff you're going to find that the show, you're going to meet those people, those, those friends and comrades in arms that you'll be able to go on and do work with and find ways to collaborate. So it's really a great place to go. The biggest thing that I love about the IBS show is that you, um, you know, all the pain points that, you know, you as an individual business owner or lash artist are going through, it's like somebody else is going through that too. And you will be validated just by sharing your grief or, you know, somebody else is going to be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is how I solve that. Or this is what I use or, you know, and it's just, it's a safe place to ask those questions. And it's, it's fun to have that camaraderie. So love IBS. Um, one other thing I want to talk about, because I know this is, we mentioned this again, was about the whole idea of building community. And I wanted to see what things you guys are doing, aside from the changing your booth setup. I know you're trying to help find other ways to build community. You did the Lash Affair event a month ago, so ago. And I just want to hear a little bit more of kind of your thoughts and what you're trying to help the industry, because I think this is oh, kind yeah. of like a, another step in their industry yeah. of growth, building those yeah. communities and connections. We need it. Um, just because you had highlighted everybody's so isolated. Like even when you do work in a salon, most people work in closed doors and mm-hmm. hopefully not talking. Cause if you're lashing, you want your client to not be chatting so much. So yeah. um, I think that 
community is so important more so than ever mm-hmm. for sure for a lot of these isolated reasons people are suffering from depression and it's really sad so we um had our last year event which was so amazing i'm yeah. still like giddy over how just nice everybody was mm-hmm. i was walking around and I was like, how long have you guys known each other? They're like, we literally just met. And I was like, the energy here, it's like you guys are best friends. That's and cool. I think the true testament is that to show how much of a good time people did have is that the party went, it ended at five. We had cocktail hour from five to seven. And then at 7 p.m., every, I would say, not everybody, I was just going to be dramatic. I would say 75% of the party went to another location and took over <laughs> their entire outside area and hung out till like 1130 at night. Oh, wow. That's like, awesome. Everybody wasn't done yet. Everyone was like, no, like we're, we were just having such a good time. Um, I think I said that three times. Uh, do you guys know Lenine, Lenine Swan? Um, no. What's her handle? I was kidding. Oh, my God. Duh, we should know. She won yeah, tickets to the right. strategy. strategy. Oh, we, she won tickets Lash from Lady us. Seven. Yeah, Lash, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. She was a, yeah. I, I met her. Founder of the Lash Brunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So she, she gets it too. Yeah. So she was there. Absolutely love her. I've known her for um, so many years. I met her at a lash function, the global lash summit, which Jill threw yeah. another one of my favorite events. So I, I had been to an event like that. I was like, there's magic out there and we totally should try to replicate that. So mm-hmm. anyway, she was there. She was with um, this girl, Alana, who's a local gal who we're having dinner with tomorrow night. So like, we're totally friends now. So yeah. I had thought we knew each other for years and I was like, they're like, no girl, we just met. So there was just a lot of good vibes happening at the event and there was just a lot of friendships made. And I'm like, this, this is what we're talking about. Of course we could talk about product and technique. I get that. We're I'm sure it was, we, excuse me. When we do another one, not if, when we yeah. do another mm-hmm. one, we'll probably incorporate a little bit more product or a little bit more hands-on. But I don't know. I just felt like we, we did what we wanted to do. And I think that, I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many texts and how many messages I was getting after yeah. had. And I'm like, it was a small event, but it was super intimate. And I, and I really loved it. So you guys will have to come to the next oh, one. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any idea when the next one's going to be? We could talk about it and promote it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe November. Okay. Um, in the West Coast. Okay. And we're going to have one in, uh, in California, too. So it's not going to be in Arizona. Oh, okay. Moving around. That's All right. Great. Yes. Uh, it was actually beautiful. I remember seeing the photos of your event, and it definitely looked very classy. The same great style that you show in all your other things you do. And, uh, very minimal. Yeah, very minimal, but still you made most of what, like, the location you had, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard that from some people who had went said, yeah, it was beautiful and it was amazing. So. It was kind of featured, for those who are interested, um, Lashbosh Radio. Um, Shelby uh, did a podcast on it um, where she she interviewed you and she she talked to, well, to that's a couple another actually event they had. But oh, okay. I'm mixing them up. Am I doing that? Yeah, they had another <laughs> event prior to that with a smaller group of uh-huh. I think mostly just people from your brand so, ambassadors and all that, right? Yeah. So um, another thing we're doing is obviously the last year that was a big event, a couple yeah. hundred people. But we have a monthly. We just call them like little socials or like little workshops. So we're opening them up. Um, and they're always held in a women's run, um, like work sharing work community workspace. Is that what they're called? Mm, yeah. So uh-huh. Location of Scottsdale, really, really cutely designed. So we have a social there free once a month, and it's a couple of hours. We have drinks, appetizers, and there's just always different topics where we either talk about, um, you know, business stuff or technique or. 
how to do a proper consultation, number of topics. Yeah. So we're doing those every month. Cool. So what a great idea. Just another way for people to come and to connect. Meet. That's definitely more local people that come and just get together. And we just want to encourage that more. Like get out of your treatment room. Like yeah. talk to someone that has the same problems that you do. Talk to someone that has the same joys as you. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. I don't know. So, oh, I love that. Jenna. How long have you guys been doing that? Just a couple of months. Fantastic. Yeah, just a few. We've only done a few. Um, obviously, we um, we hired an event and trade show coordinator. Her name is Jasmine. Love her. She'll be at IBS. I got to meet her. So we wanted to make sure that we have the proper staff in place to sort of be able to, you yeah. know, pull up mm-hmm. the mess. There's a lot of things you have to coordinate. There's a lot of moving parts. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of moving parts. So we're really going to start kicking that into gear more. What do you think is one of the biggest challenges currently facing our mm. industry? I think... Um, one of the biggest challenges is, is that I feel like there's not enough like internal criticism that's mm-hmm. happening okay. for people. And they just are like, I'm so amazing. I don't need to take more classes. And I think that's really detrimental to the clients, to the, to the industry, I just to the natural lashes. Like I think that more people need to take more classes. Like it's, and it's really hard to regulate that in the sense of, you know, you can go and if you're an esthetician or um, a cosmetologist and you take a lash class and you get a certificate, there's no like requirements that you continue. You have yes. to just do that on your own. Mm-hmm. So I see that as a, somewhat of a problem mm-hmm. for people. And I just don't think that people are evolving mm-hmm. enough, you know, not everybody for sure. Yeah, but for sure. I think that there, there needs to be more regulation. I think that there needs to be like, you get this lash certificate. You need to renew that every two years. Mm-hmm. You take a test. Like, show me that your skills are up to par. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. changing so much. So I think people get stagnant and they get comfortable. And I think that's it's stopping the progression. Right. right. I think people, um, yeah, like you said, they get they get stagnant. They get. Um, because maybe their business is doing fine and doing and and they yeah good or, enough and yeah. they don't have that introspection like you said um, to look at it and say perhaps I could do it differently. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's coming to mind is I know it's it's a silly website but Kelly Lovely Lashes. Oh, I gosh. mean she doesn't does she not? I know it's a joke but does she not embody that right? Like I can do it all and everyone else is a hater right? But yeah. like for those of us who don't have that you know um, that introspection or that humility to be able to say, is there something I could do better? It It's damaging. It's damaging to the whole industry as a whole. I actually think it's making our industry smaller because some people then get lashes and have a bad experience. And then you hear this, oh, I had lashes once, oh, I'll never do it again. again. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we're hurting ourselves by that happened. Now, we can't force people right now. Like you said, there's no regulation. There's, there's no, no way police. to police, lash police to force you to the school. But I think if we talk about more and we encourage people more and we have more people online pushing and, and making this, hopefully it will encourage and drive some people who are maybe on the fence. I mean, there's, there's humility. some people. It's, humility. The hum- you got to have humility. Yeah. I mean, it's well, yeah. us is always one of the highest values is finding staff who were humble and teachable. I mean, that was yeah. the number one. Like, find that person who you can teach. If they, you would do this. You would testing would take someone into training or the first time during our audition and try to teach them a little bit. And if they if they show me any kind of fussing if they're not teachable you want people that are lifelong learners right and that means for us we have to be lifelong learners of our of our own weaknesses okay you do but that's right because you're perfect i'm very turned off in general in life by people the like i got it 
I mm-hmm. got people like you're shut down. Like you can't learn something from someone else. Like, right. where does that come from? Yeah. Like, like wh- where did you learn, arrive? What do you got? Like, I don't think I know anything in some days where I'm like, Oh my God, I, I just don't understand that mindset for, for people just just completely shut down and think they have it all figured out. So. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely some people have it and some don't. I, I wish I think it's like some people are motivated and some people aren't. And I trying to find a way to get those people motivated is you're gonna waste a lot of energy. I think the big thing is to focus on the people who really do want to learn. That's why I think for us, our listeners are those people. I, I'm gonna give a lot of credit to our listeners that they are listening to this because they do want to grow, they do want to learn, they want to continue yeah. to evolve. They're not just looking to sit stagnant and just kind of coast. No, they want our listeners want to grow, man. Yeah, they're you're the hungry best, for it, guys. We love. <laughs> We love you. Our our guys kick ass. (laughs) Um, I do think it's important um, what you guys are doing. It it is so valuable for the industry because, like, I know Lisa, I was talking to you last week where I was just saying that there needs to be more conversation. Yeah. There needs to be more, like, I don't want to say debates, but like, there needs to be more discussion in general of, like, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? What are the processes here? What do you think about it? What do I think about it? Maybe there's not the same opinion. That's okay to disagree okay. with other people. Absolutely. That's not how the world is. Not everybody has the same opinion. We don't all have to agree. Yeah. Many, many, that doesn't mean you have to argue. Like, I think I can think of so many people that are my friends that I'm like, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think any less of them as a person. Mm-hmm. It's just different. And different is okay. Different is but okay. There needs to be respect there. And I just think there needs to be more conversation. And I think there needs to not be so underground about your technique or your method. Like, share that. Share yeah. that. There's no, nothing wrong with you being a good lasherist and me being an equally as good lasherist. Like, why would anybody just want to be the only one that's great? Like, let's all be great, right? Grow the economy of people that are interested in lashes, that are interested in getting trained to do lashes. That will create more clients, a bigger pool of people. I mean, there's so many people, you guys. Like, there's no reason to fight over clients, fight over anything. Like, let's I, just, I, you don't have to be enemies to sort of have the same common goal. And like, it's better when there's less friction and putting each other down and, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to highlight the lady next door that does the shittiest lashes. Like, I think there's ways to go about it and just highlighting more what you do great yeah. to like spin everything in a positive light, you know? And yeah. I just think that that's the sort of taste you want to leave in these clients' mouths of like, this is a great service. This is positive. Let me show you why. You know, You're so have right. Have a great experience to tell ten of their friends. That's how we're gonna, you know, end up not fighting over the same ten clients. My favorite saying I said it earlier is the pie is big enough. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to all. We're not all going after the same client, and there's enough pie for all of us to enjoy and be satisfied. There's so many eyes out there. There's so many yeah. eyes. So we need to stop looking at everyone as our enemy. And I think I, I mentioned this too about. Well, strange yeah, yeah we're yes competition's good in fact there's a, a thing recently online courtney bueller put it out there about you know we are in competition that is good for us competition but, is good but mm-hmm. at the same time there needs to be respect Absolutely. we don't have to see people as our enemies and i think that's where we go yeah. sometimes we, that's we human see that nature though sometimes you know to, to be threatened by that yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, but I, I agree with her her statement where it's like there where in the world like in nature is there not competition we're yeah. That's natural for us. Yeah. But we're evolved. We don't have to take it to the next level. And competition is healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about like you sitting at home and being like, I'm going to sabotage. Not that. Like, I'm talking <laughs> about and being motivated by them to do better. Like, of course, if everybody was just complacent, what's the motivation to, you know, step outside? 
right? Yeah. So I think that their their competition is healthy. It lights a fire in your ass, but just like stay in your own lane at the same time. You don't have to. You can all drive on the highway. But you don't have to drive <laughs> bulldoze over other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No, we can all be better lash stylists, running better businesses because we are watching each other and hopefully be inspired and challenged by each other to go to that next level versus, you know, trying, like you said, sabotage or swerve back and forth and kick other people off the lane, which yeah. makes no sense. And it actually hurts our industry and makes people, um, I think, you know, hurts people. And that's not what I want a safe do. space where we can all just get along, sharpen <laughs> one another and get along. Yeah, right. That would be great. Um, a couple little things, and then we'll wrap up here about you personally. One of the things that I'd like to ask people is, what motivates you or what inspires you? What inspires me? What what motivates me is I, I'm very nurturing. Um, mm. For someone that, like, doesn't have children, like, I have this drive inside of me to, like, not fix people, but, like, kind of in a way. Like, I just want to make sure, like, everybody around me is, A, has killer lashes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the obvious things, like, mm-hmm. your trials, me do your makeup, all that stuff. But, like, just being happy. Like, I think that um, I just wake up every day and I'm just, like, how can I make my business better so that the people that are using our products or calling can just, they have a better experience in their life. So I'm inspired by just trying to be better and happy. I don't know if that's even accurate, but yeah, I'm not really really so much inspired by like, I wake up and like a person is like, Oh man, I look up to you. Like, I don't really think of it like that. Yeah. I I just want to be the best I can be. So mm -hmm. that inspires me to be better. Yeah. Like I that's great. Right. Another thing that I, I heard about you sharing just in other interviews and even on your website that you said you're you're a pig and dog lover. And uh, no. yes, do you, I, I know that you've uh, uh, donated your time to, you know, animal shelters and, and working with senior dogs and stuff like that. And even behind you, I can see there's a little pig thing and a little dog oh, bowl. <laughs> so yeah, cute. So what is I that? Love. I love pigs and I love dogs that look like pigs. I love like little uh, bodies. It's, it's very straight. It's a very consistent theme. I like like short, stout, little uh-huh. tubes, right? So, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I give back um, where I donate more, more time. Obviously, money to Flash and donates. Um, we do some um, promotions a couple times a year where we donate to the ASPCA. I volunteer my time for the ASPCA a couple weeks out of the year. I go and I spend a week and, you know, I work in the, um, the daily care and I take care of all the animals. So I love, 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 love animals. Like I'm like a crazy dog lady. So I'm extremely inspired to like have like a dog sanctuary someday. So that inspires me just to like do good so that I can, I can give back more, and I think that um, anybody that knows me obviously knows that I'm like a crazy dog lady. <laughs> well, so, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. we're talking about dogs. I just have to sh- uh, share with you. We yeah. have a dog, and her name is Piglet, and she, it's because she, we think she looks like a pug. I don't know if you can see this. Picture. Yeah, we're, right now we're showing the the basically yeah. a, a screenshot from her phone to Janelle on Skype, which you cannot see while we're talking here. So I'm testing forever to do it. Sorry. And there's our, there's our, our piglet. I don't know if you can see it. Um, Oh my God. That's a pug. Yeah. Yeah. I have a pug too. I have a French bulldog and I have a pug. Oh. Oh. You guys get it. I love it. Yes. What are their names? 
Um, so Zoe's is a uh, French bulldog mm-hmm. and Smokey is the pug. We just adopted Smokey in December. He was a rescue. He was like a homeless uh-huh. little dude. Um, so they are our little lash. We call her the director of marketing and he's her assistant. So she's, our she's actually on our website. She has a little pug. Oh, that oh, is awesome. so cute. Yeah. We yeah, call ours the that. lash pig. Yeah. The lash pig. So. Yes. But, I, know, I know you can't see that, but that pig has lashes on. Does uh, it really? It is so <laughs> cute. Yeah. So, so I don't know. At the same time, like I always want to be, you know, this strong lash lady, but I'm like at the same time, I'm just an equally crazy dog lady. So like I'm two things. Like I love like the fashion and that, but at the same time, I love working at the dog shelter. Mm-hmm. Come on That's awesome. Now, so. I can go either way. That's great. That's great. And then the last thing, and then we'll wrap it up with this, is what kind of legacy do you want to leave? When you mm, are done 20, yeah. 30, hopefully 100 years from now, you know, and everyone's thinking about Janelle, and you're like, yeah. what, what do you want what, them to remember? What do you want people to remember about you? I want people to just, when they think of me, I want them to have a feeling of like, I made them feel happy and good about themselves. Like I want people to just remember me as like a very kind and loving person who did a lot of work for animals and just, I want to be seen as like someone who cared about other people. Cool. No, that's right. You're already, you're already laying down that, that, that work. That reputation. Yeah, that reputation that already describes you. I don't know. I try not to have too many expectations with Lash Affair. Um, you know, of course, are we growing? Are we doing a bunch of cool things that are, I mean, hopefully the next, if you guys invite me on, I'll be able to talk about more of some of the secret yeah. project, projects we're working on. But um, we have some couple pretty, pretty major things happening. Mm. Um, so if that pans out, then I think my legacy will be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll absolutely yeah. have you on again. Yeah, no, definitely. And well, actually, when we're probably at the trade show, maybe IBS, we can maybe swing by the booth or something like that, and we can do a little bit more talking there, too, because we're thinking about doing a little shorter segments for that that we'll sprinkle out throughout Ooh. the year. I, so. would be, I would be more than happy to come by and okay. see you guys. Yeah, and have an in-person conversation. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it'll so. be cool. Shelby, you know, is going to be in our booth too. She's going to be doing her podcast there. And Tara. And Tara. So you, um, you've done the trifecta now. Yeah, that's right. The trifecta. You've done the tri- You've done all three of all our podcasts and we're all going to be in one place hanging out. But anyhow, thank you so much for hanging out and being with us here today. It, it flies by. I wish just, we had I like- know. We could do like the Joe Rogan thing and do three, four hours. I know. Podcasts, I feel like I have so much more I want to talk to you about. But. I know. I, I actually just didn't even realize it was five o'clock. Like that really went by fast. Yeah. But um, I noticed one of the questions that you, speaking of Joe Rogan, you were going to ask is a podcast that I absolutely listen to all the time. Yeah. I listen to his podcast like every single day. I okay. love Joe Rogan. I love him. He's from <laughs> too. Is he really? Yes. All right. I, yes. lo- I love um, him. If you do not listen to that. I highly recommend it. Of course, some of the episodes are like fighting ones, but he has a really diverse. He really does. Oh, yes. oh I love the one with Paul Stamets, the mushroom guy, and Rhonda <laughs> Patrick. Love Rhonda Patrick. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, Dr. Jonathan Haidt, he just um, wrote a book and he was on there not that long ago. And it's The Effects of Social Media. I told mm. you I would tell you this one. Yeah. The book is called The Coddling of the American Mind. And he talks a lot about what's sort of happening in society from some of these, you know, inadvertent repercussions of, of just technology and where we're going. So that's a good one. But cool. yeah, I learned that from Joe. Yeah. Love it. No, it's good stuff. And, uh, 
hey, we'd love to have a three-hour podcast. That'd be very cool. And wow. that, I mean, that mild listeners he gets too. It's pretty amazing. We'll see. Yeah, wow. I don't know if Lashes has as big as enough audience as Joe Rogan. Not but yet. A, not but yet. One day. One yes. day. Mm-hmm. One day. Yeah. I, I, you guys, in, in like five years, it, the Lash industry is going to be, it's not going to be like a, um, you know, oh, maybe I get Lashes. I think it's going to be just as common as getting your nails painted. I yeah. think oh, absolutely. It's going to be all about Lashes. Yep. It's, it's going to be like Hey, guys so, will be doing lashes more. It's going to be everyone. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I've gotten yeah. lashes once. so I've got to really actually yeah. really do your lashes. Yeah, yeah. really do my <laughs> lashes, not just kind of halfway. I, I gave, let her only do them halfway because I was so scared of looking too I know. you got to let me actually wow. do my thing. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I am a professional, you know. Yeah, and I, I'm not. So, I know, but there you go. We, we go so well together. <laughs> Trust me. All right. Well, thank you for coming right, on our show. You. It's been so cool, and we will do it again, I'm sure. And we'll see you actually in a week at IBS. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Next week, uh, I love saying that. wraps up this show. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Integrity Lash and at LashCast Podcast. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And also, come by and see us at IBS, guys. We want to see you, so do not be shy. If you have any questions or suggestions or feedback, please DM us at LashCast Podcast. On behalf of my Lash experts, Erica and Tusney, and our guest, Janelle Paris, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.